This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Well, how about that OU Baylor game? That was insane. I was in Philly during the game. I was supposed to be in Philly for the Eagles and Patriots, but I didn't go. I'll talk about that later. Um, OU Baylor was insane. I missed the whole first half. I finally got to my hotel about, I don't know, the last drive of the first half. I was there to see Baylor kick that field goal to go up 31-10. So then I was like, "Mm, that's not bad. At least we scored. I was kind of optimistic after we scored. When it was 28-3, I was freaking out. I was like, well. We lost. We're not the Patriots. We're not going to come back. There's no way. I was already thinking of a scenario where we rematch Baylor in the championship and we blow them out. I was already speaking that. I wasn't sure that OU was going to come back in this game. And then they cut it to 28 to 10. I was like, okay, there's a little hope. Third quarter. They cut it to 31-17, and once they did that, that's when I started believing. I was like, yeah, they got this. They definitely got this now because Baylor done messed up. They let them stay around. Then the third quarter was crazy because our offense had the ball most of the third quarter. Baylor only had the ball a few minutes in the third quarter. Like, I've never seen – OU offense control time of possession like that. That's just so unlike them. But that's the adjustment they made. That's the adjustment they had to make in order to win this game. Because Baylor, what I'm assuming is they were taking away all the deep passes. I didn't watch the first half. But if for OU to make that adjustment, that means Baylor were taking away the deep passes. And that means Jalen Hurts was holding on to the ball too long and taking sacks. And they were stopping the QB run. So they were getting the ball out their hands faster, a lot more short passes, a lot more screens. And they were eating away at that clock. And then, you know, they got the ball back. And they looked like they was about to score. And then Jalen Hurts fumbles in the end zone. And I was like, I was so upset. I was like, what is this guy doing? That's his third turnover. Two fumbles and a pick. But then, once we made that stop after we, you know, after he lost the ball, it was still third quarter. So I was like, I think we'll be fine. Third quarter, we're still down 14. We get the ball back. I think it was a three and out after that. We score. And then we go back, kind of stop them. I think we got the turnover. I think we got a turnover. Jermichael Hasty fumbled the ball. I don't know. I may have the sequence wrong. But it's 31-24. Then we score again and tie it up. And Listen, once we made it 31-24, I knew we had that game won. I was like, there's no way Baylor's going to win now. And sure enough, we had that field goal to go up 34-31. You know, it was funny because Gabe Eichert, 
I didn't even know that was Gabe Eichel on the sideline with Jalen Hurts. I didn't even know. Jalen Hurts got his back turned to the field goal kicker, and I'm like, <laughs> this is just so on brand. But apparently on Twitter, that's what all the Alabama players do. Whatever. I mean, I, I just loved it. You know, he was so serious. He was like, man, I'm not watching this. <laughs> he completely turned his back. And Gabe Eichert was pumped. He was pumped. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not going to lie. The defense came to play, especially in the second half, for sure. Um, I'm just – I'm excited for next game. We got TCU. Every time we play TCU at home, I'm just going to remember 2015 and how – we had that game-winning two-point conversion stop. It was just epic. Then we got Oklahoma State. We should win both of those games. Especially Oklahoma State. All you got to do is stop Chuba Hubbard. That's all you got to do. Literally. Just stop him. That's the only thing you have to do. Well, I mean, Gundy going to have them ready to play. They always do. I mean, we're always the biggest game of the season. Annis and Stillwater, yeah. All they need to do is win one more time, and they're in the Big 12 championship. That That's a fact. I can't see them losing the next two anyway. They're just the better team in both games. That's... That's facts. Um, man, t- OU Twitter was on fire as usual. Yes, I'm talking about hashtag rally tits. Yeah, I can't believe that happened. They got out the rally tits. I didn't even, I didn't even think much about it until after the game we won, and now that superstition. Seems genius now. But you know. The OU chicks. Killed it. They killed it. They they were great. And I would love to say that helped us win. I, I, that's just part of OU Baylor 2019. Is that. The Raleigh Tits. Yes. Dog. That was so awesome. You know, Adrian, once again, Big K, and then whoever else participated. That that was just, just, just awesome. Hopefully, we don't have to do that again because hopefully we're blowing out our next three opponents on the way to the playoffs. But let's be honest, not going to the playoffs. You got Oregon. You got Utah. You got three SEC teams. You got Ohio State. You got Clemson. LSU. No, no, come on. It's going to be very hard. And then Michigan. If Michigan wins, they're behind OU now. But if they beat Ohio State and then win the Big Ten Championship, they might be in, even with two losses. Yikes. You got to watch that. You got to watch that. They could definitely leapfrog us. 
especially if they blow out Ohio State, they'll they could definitely be in the Final Four. I can see that happening. We're heading towards that trajectory, and that's fine. If that happens, it's fine with me. Maybe better than another SEC team. I'm just saying. So I did, I did go to Philly to watch the Eagles Patriots. I didn't go. I didn't go to the game. Two hundred bucks, two two fifty, three hundred. Come on, come on. Money's been tight, so that saved my money. It is what it is. But you know, I got home in time to watch it. That was a pretty surprising game because my own Patriots play a lot of man to man, but Carson Wentz was making those throws. Like he was really he's making those throws for the most part. There's some he missed, but now that I think about it, I got to get the Patriots credit because they just made it really tough because their corners are really good and they just did with you every step of the way. I mean, usually I don't really like people playing man like that because it can be beat. It's the NFL. Like, you get a good out route, a good slant, it's done. But... Now, them guys played it to perfection. They got that type of defense. And, you know, they was picking our spots. And on defense, that that's what really surprised me. They were getting after Brady. They were making the stops they needed to make. They kind of they kind of kept Edelman under control. I thought we couldn't check check him at all. And they did they did a good job on Edelman. They did a good job on Sanu. I mean, we were in it. I just don't. I don't know how we let that slip away. Like, I know Carson Wentz missed missed a bunch of throws, but he also made that really clutch one on the last drive where he was in our own end zone. He escaped the rush and throws it 40 yards downfield. I, I mean, that's clutch. That's clutch. But that drive, that the what ended that drive at like the 30-yard line, 20-yard line. Four straight throws, all incompletes. Man. One I heard was tipped at the line, but I think he had enough on it to make that throw. Like You got to make that throw. The second one, nothing was there. It looked like he was throwing a screen to Aguilar. Nothing was there. He probably should have just... Stepped up in the pocket and ran. Maybe someone would have popped open. Then the third one, I don't know how you miss Ertz on that out. Like, he had the separation. He catched the ball his first down. And then we're not even in the fourth down situation where they bring an all-out blitz. And he just throws it up. And Aguilar drops it. And that was a tough catch to make. I wish he would have made that catch. Especially for his sake, because he's had a rough year. And he's getting paid all this money, and the fans don't really vibe with him. It's, I wish Aguilar would have made that catch, but he didn't. He feels bad. We lost. What can I do? 
I mean, well, I'm a little disappointed because we just missed a lot of opportunities. There were a lot of drop picks. There were times where we could have, like, picked up fumbles. Just, just missed opportunities. Could have scored way more than ten points. I predicted twenty to seventeen Eagles, and I feel like they left ten points on the board. It could have been twenty to seventeen Eagles, but it wasn't. My Patriot friends are having fun; they're enjoying it. But I don't think their team is winning the Super Bowl. No, no, if they don't. They don't figure out that offense, which shouldn't be that hard. You got Tom Brady, and you got all these running backs. You got all these nice receivers, and y'all can't do anything on offense? This this doesn't make sense. It's got to be the line. It's got to be the line. There's too much talent. Too much talent. The defense is carrying them. It wasn't supposed to be like that. Well... Eagles got the Seahawks next week, and they got one of the top five offenses in the league. There's no stopping Russell Wilson. But we can at least stop the run and make them one-dimensional. Maybe we'll have a chance. Maybe we could, like, get them in some long-distance situations and run zone and stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff we can do. But... It's going to be tough. And offensively, Carson's got to play better. Yeah, I mean, we can keep the Seahawks offense off the field with our offense because I don't think the Seahawks defense is that great. They play up and down to their competition. We could definitely take advantage of that. Big time. Um, so the NFC playoff race. I'm just looking at it. You know, I had it up. But it's it's kind of slipping away. The wild card slipping away. You got the Vikings and the Seahawks. 8 and 2, 8 and 3. How are we going to catch them? Like the Eagles are 5 and 5. They're already 3 games back of the Vikings who are in 6. And the Vikings have the tiebreaker. Like, how are we supposed to catch them? Like, how on earth? I think they're seven and three. It don't matter. I I can't see how we catch them, especially with them having the tiebreaker. But then again, it's Kirk Cousins and choke sometimes. But the equalizer is Dalvin Cook. He is just MVP caliber, amazing young player. Like, he erases all of Kirk Cousins, (laughs) Kirk alert, (laughs) Kirk Cousins mishaps and up and down inconsistency. But Kirk Cousins has been playing well, but when he falls back and starts being inconsistent, that's when you hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook. That's the difference. That's why they, they'll probably make the NFC Championship, honestly, or even win the division. I don't see the Packers winning the division at all. 
like the Aaron Rodgers show is going to end eventually, okay? Like you saw them against the Chargers, they got exposed. Like if people can play like that against the Packers, they won't win the division. They won't get out of the first round. I don't think they're all that good. I mean, the Eagles beat them. I saw that game. We just ran down their throats. How are you supposed to be? Okay, yeah, they beat Dallas, but Dallas came back. How are you supposed to beat Dallas again? How are you going to hold off Minnesota? You can't stop the run. They're only a half game ahead of Minnesota. But the point is, the Eagles' wild card hopes are pretty much shattered. They pretty much has to win like every game to clinch a wild card. So we're in this back and forth battle with the Cowboys. But the Cowboys keep winning. How how are we gonna catch them? We gotta stay at least one game back at the Cowboys until we play each other on December twenty second. Then that's when make our move and we beat them. And then we got the Giants next week, which should win because I predicted. Well, first of all, they're trash. Second of all, they'll be banged up, injured. Shouldn't have to worry about them. Pretty much. Now, we'll see. But the Eagles, it's not looking good wild card wise. So we're going to have to win the division. Just crazy. So I guess let's talk about this Kaepernick thing. Like, I don't really get into political stuff. I don't really talk about Kaepernick. I just, I do love what he did with taking a knee, taking a stand against oppression and police brutality. But I guess in this instance, the workout itself. Scheduling a workout on a Saturday when I hear that most NFL workouts on Tuesdays and the most important scouts and stuff weren't going to be there. First of all, the meeting, the workout popping up itself is random. It came out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. No one asked for it. The workout probably should have happened two, two and a half years ago. It comes out of nowhere. So already, that's suspicious. So then I guess they go back and forth of how they're going to set up the training. And I guess the NFL came up with, you know, hey, we'll do this at the Falcons training facility. We'll have, we'll send film to all 32 teams. We'll have representatives there. We'll have the Falcons training staff. And stuff around. Eh, it seemed like NFL was was serious about this, but it was a little fishy. It was a little fishy. A lot of people were saying this is a PR stunt. Eric Reed said it was a PR stunt, but I don't know why. It's just, it's just a weird time for this to happen. Like, you really gotta tell us what happened behind the scene. For us to get to this point. Because this should have happened a long time ago. And now we're just randomly doing it. On a week. I mean. 
nothing big happened to the NFL brand. The biggest thing that happened was the stupid fight, which I'll talk about later, and Antonio Callaway getting suspended 10 games. What? I mean, where is this coming from? Why why do we have this workout to begin with? Well, nevertheless, they agreed to it. It was scheduled to happen. (laughs) And then my man Cap, the day of the workout, changes venues. Let's the NFL know late that he was changing venues to somewhere like an hour away or more. And, you know, he had his own film crew, his fans, all his people, his own receivers. And some teams followed him out there, but most of them didn't. They didn't like the shenanigans. They didn't like the charades. It's just, I guess Kaepernick didn't agree with. He was just paranoid. He was paranoid about what the NFL was doing. And rightfully so, from the beginning, it looked suspicious. So it, it's only right that he was suspicious about and paranoid about how the NFL was going to chop and screw his his video and how they were going to portray the message of his workout. Um, He was worried about that. He's paranoid, and I completely understand. He's been blackballed and everything. I I understand. I just wish he went through the workout anyway. Just go through it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because that means... Because now you got this sideshow. And it's got taken the wrong way. What you're trying to do. Your message got taken the wrong way. And the NFL didn't like what you did. And that's just going to scare teams away. I feel like he should have had both workouts. He should have had the workout with the NFL at the Atlanta Falcons facility. And he should have had his workout in front of his people, his fans and all that at a high school. He could have had both. It's like it's like college players with their pro days and an NFL combine. He could have did the exact same thing. But he just had to make sure his message was getting across. But is he trying to get across a message or he's trying to play football? I don't know. I truly believe he wants to play football. I truly believe he wants to be back in the NFL. But it just didn't, this just didn't go right. This, This wasn't even supposed to happen. This all could have been prevented in multiple ways. First of all, by having a workout in the off season or on a better day when, you know, more of the scouts and stuff can show up. Start with that. And then it could have been negotiated better and the communication could have been better, all that. But it happened. It happened. Cat worked out. It, it looked it looked nice. I mean, I didn't see anything too crazy Probably his full workout is on YouTube. I'm going to have to watch that and have to see for myself, like, how good he is with his arm and how he's moving and all that. From what I've heard, he moved pretty well. He's throwing the ball pretty well and that he could start. Well, not start, but he definitely deserves to be on the NFL roster. But 
I, I can't see it happening. Not not after all this happened, but you know, it was set up to fail from start. I'm sorry. Oh, and one side thing. Uh these girls lusting over Kaepernick on Twitter. I was like, damn, son. For real. Damn, you can't win. But it's all good. I, I understand. Whatever. Let them have their fun. Let's just let's see what happens with Cap. See if he gets on the team. Now, speaking of the, the stupid fight, back to the stupid fight with uh, Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. <laughs> Man. So, I didn't know this fight happened. I already fell asleep. I fell asleep through most of the the rest of the fourth quarter, like the last like five minutes of the fourth quarter, I fell asleep. So I wake up and there's some fight that happened. This is the last play of the game. Uh, Miles Garrett tackles Mason Rudolph after a screen. He's on him. And Mason Rudolph trying to fight him off. Trying to fight him off. They They tussle. Um, Miles Garrett gets up. I guess he's being pushed back by Pittsburgh offensive lineman. And Mason Rudolph charges at him without the helmet. After he got his helmet taken off, he charges after him. And Miles Garrett hits him in the head with the helmet. That was kind of barbaric. But I'm barbaric. Hit him in, hit him, hitting him in the head with the helmet. What are you doing? The way he got hit, it scared me. I'm like, damn, son. I'm like, man, he really got hit. That that hurt me. I just, the way he got hit, the way Miles Garrett connected with that helmet, it really made me worry about Mason Rudolph. But he charged after him very hard after that. So I guess he was okay. Um, There's a picture of um, Mason Rudolph potentially grabbing Miles Garrett's junk and that's fake news. I think that image was taken out of context. Because if you look at it, I think he was trying to throw an uppercut or something. Or he was trying to punch. He wasn't trying to. No. He, come on. Stop. It, you're smoking crack. Stop. So. And then, you know, after he swung the helmet. Oh, my God. Pouncey and. Of course, Pouncey was going to be on him. He was punching him, kicking him. Like, this is a street fight or something. But my favorite part was Larry Anjoubi, Anjoubi, whatever his name is. He came from behind, pushed Mason Rudolph square in his back, and he just he just fell. And all he did was just sit there and be like, bitch, bitch. <laughs> Man, that, was, that joint was hilarious. I, I kept rewinding that fight. At least fifteen times. That was that was entertaining. It was stupid. It was entertaining. Miles Garrett apparently had a he had some anger problems. I kind of can relate to that. <laughs> and he lost his cool, and he's out for a season now. He he lost his cool, and it boiled over, and he took it too far. Mason Rudolph could have been killed or has significant brain damage. You know, I don't have a problem with Mason Rudolph ever since he left Oklahoma State. But, yeah, no one deserves that. 
I know. Now, whether or not he started it, that's debatable. Did did he was he doing too much after being tackled? Yeah, a little bit. It, does it look like his hand was caught in that helmet? Yeah, yeah, it did. I think he was doing just a little too much. And one of the Browns linemen came to Miles Garrett defense and was like, he was defending himself. This guy's Mason Rudolph's coming after him. What is he supposed to do? It was dumb. It shouldn't have happened. What are they doing? Mason Rudolph kind of got lucky that he only got fined. He could have got suspended the game. But luckily for him, Miles Garrett swinging that helmet kind of took the attention off whatever he did. I don't know. I, I don't know what's – it's really debatable – it, it's really debatable who really started or escalated that fight. It's really debatable. Because I don't know. Because Mason Rudolph's hand really could have got stuck in that helmet. And you're trying to push off. And I think Miles Garrett might have took that the wrong way. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe, he, would, he was really trying to take off Miles Garrett's helmet because he was frustrated. Whatever, whatever it was, it shouldn't have happened. The play should have ended. Should adapt up and went home. You play again in two weeks. You're doing too much. Oh, and Michael Eric Dyson took another shot at Baker. Um, on first take, he said something about mediocre white quarterbacks. <laughs> I guess when I think he was talking about Lamar Jackson or, or Russell Wilson, but. He said Baker, he basically mentioned Baker as the first mediocre white man or mediocre white quarterback he could think of. And he was talking about Kaepernick. And somehow he brings up Baker. Out of all the mediocre white quarterbacks, you pick Baker Mayfield. He's not even mediocre. You are tripping. Uh I mean, a lot of what I have to go back over what Michael Eric Dyson said. I could, I mean, cause he he has some good points, but he always do. He's a very talented speaker. You know, I I just love I just, I just love when he talks. I love when he goes on first take. He's so articulated, so educated. You know, I I can listen to him talk all day. But he didn't have to take a shot at Baker. Like, that that's the first person he thought of. When there's Andy Dalton, when there's Joe Flacco, when there's freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick. You say Baker Mayfield? Boy, if you don't stop. Well, well that's it. That's it for now. I'll be back another time, hopefully not like a month or two from now, (laughs) maybe next week. All right, peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.